Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a little stomp with a guest and take a little meander into their life. I'm so excited to be speaking to Yinka Bikini today. Yinka is a British broadcaster whose voice you may recognise if you've listened to her radio show that was on Capital Extra. You've probably also seen her all over your TV screens recently too. She's done some amazing documentaries such as How to Hire a Hitman that aired last summer. A very interesting watch. I personally work with Yinka on a show called Naked Education, which I'm very hopeful you've heard of. It's one we're very, very proud of filming. Naked Education is all about empowering people, young and old, to understand their bodies better and not have all their knowledge and understanding from places like porn, for example. We feel so, so privileged and proud to have brought you this show, um, together with Anna Richardson as well, who's the lead presenter. We really feel that it's such an important topic that needs to be addressed better, that it needs to be addressed fully in the mainstream. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Yinka today. We're going to talk about the show, her background as well, life growing up, and how she's overcome some health challenges too. Let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Stompcast. Um, whatever you're up to today, you're going to start it positively because I've got the amazing Yink Daddy. I've got Yink, <laughs> Yink on with me. We, right now, as we're speaking, Naked Education is rolling out into the world and we're just kind of, we've been there pausing, thinking, oh my gosh, we're doing something quite scary, but important, Very but scary. scary yeah. how, how have you felt before, the kind of before it's gone out and now it's kind of going out? Do you know when they say like a problem, what's it? A problem shared is a problem halved? Yeah. So, you know, having you and it being sort of equal between us and us sort of taking steps and diving into this world together has felt very good. I don't think that I would have felt as comfortable as able if it wasn't for for doing it with you, to be honest. Well, I think we, I I feel that we really hit it off really early and we did um, yeah. the ITV kind of digital yes. uh, show first yes. of all but then when we did the screen test so for people that are not from TV and I certainly wouldn't have had a clue what this was but um, basically you were confirmed as one half of that yep, 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 yep. Um, school education part of the Naked Education and I did a screen test with you and I think we just hit it off really early yeah, and I know, felt really cu- I was glad that I was like okay I feel that going into this which is let's be honest it's a new show it's not very something that's new. really been done very way. daring very daring very, I'd say brave hopefully brave yeah yeah I, I think brave um, you know what it was so funny because I did a few um, chemistry tests and I felt like I was going to the doctors many times and I thought, oh my God, what's the diagnosis going to be? And, um, but we definitely hit off in a way that I think surprised a lot of people. Because if we're honest, you know, me and you, Alex, are so different mm. as people. Like if you put us on paper, I don't think you could find two more contrasting yeah. characters. So like the fact that we got on so well and hit it off so quickly, it surprised everyone us included i think yeah well i think sometimes like if you think about any like friendship you or chemistry people often it's 
good to be actually different. It does surprise you sometimes. But yeah, I, yeah. I think the fact that we are, we're so different, but we, do you know what that is? We have, I think we have a similar sense of humour that says, I look at you and you'll know that I thought, <laughs> so someone said something or that it's just something behind the camera and you're just like, I look at you and yeah. I know that you've clocked it as well. <laughs> I love the fact the that you just called it. yourself funny. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I won't find, but it may be unintentionally funny sometimes. I don't know, I don't know. But it is, and especially, you know what, around a topic like this, let's be completely frank, we've got teenagers in yep. a room and we're showing them naked adults. It yep. is, let's be completely honest, it's not exactly a normal thing for either of us to probably no. sit there no. doing it. And you know that, like, conceptually, this is a huge thing. Like, there's been other shows that where there's naked bodies on, but I don't think you've had that combination of this. But No, no. And I think that's why, actually, it was really important that we got on as a pair and we felt comfortable, because there were oh, moments of, like, oh, my God, this is so good. well, though, don't you? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, like, maybe if you just read about it or you just see headlines, you don't necessarily understand it. So I think it's a remedy for a lot of things that are going on, a yeah. lot of things that are happening in your phones, in your life, in your classroom, in your mind. I think that at least we're trying to address yeah. issues, if not do our best to tackle them. The, you know, the, the thing that I think, if you want to know why this show's made, I think the number one thing you ought to hear is that the average age a child sees porn is 11 years old. It's horrifying. And that 95% of their education about sex and their bodies comes from pornography. Yeah. So I think as soon as you hear that fact, it's like, well, what we're actually doing is a safe, controlled environment where we actually educate them, saying, look, I know you've seen all of this, yep. but this is actually how it is. This yeah. is a real body. When you, when you watch the, like, the teenagers, young people's reactions, you, you realise how much it, it matters, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, there's moments we laugh and there was like giggly moments, like, oh my gosh, yeah, we're stood here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> there's loads of dangly bits, bits here. <laughs> we're stood here with loads yeah. of dangly bits. But, but at the same time, there were moments that I was like, ooh, like you kind of choked up where, yeah. you know, one of the... One of the young people said, um, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, cut my cheek. I want to take oh that out of here. Gosh, I want to move it to yeah. here. And we're talking about, like, young... We're talking about children, are well, we? Like, yeah, adolescents, children. And you know what? I think that being at the helm of a show like this, being one of the sort of, like, people who are showing it to the world, I didn't realise that I was going to learn so much. Mm. I didn't... Oh, and, and, and about myself as well, you know? Mm. It's it's almost like you have to practice what you preach yeah. in a way because if you're telling kids and teenagers, you know, you have to love yourself, or or you're saying you know your body is is more than what you know it it looks like to people and and all that sort of stuff, it almost like makes you question it does, yeah, it does. the way that you are then looking at yourself, the way you are talking to yourself, the way that yeah. even your habits of the way you follow people on Instagram or you know, look at influences and think, oh, body goals. Yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot about myself during filming, yeah. after filming, since, like, it's been, yeah, it's been a, a, bit, a pretty wild journey, and that's yeah. even before the show started coming out. Well, it's interesting, because when we did the press, we were joking just before we started uh, recording this podcast, I, you know, I was, I was quite, I was a bit nervous when they were like, let's do the press shots, and you have to kind of get your kit off, and like, oh, yeah. people here don't know. And we were <laughs> laughing, because it kind of shows you us as personalities. You were just like, yeah, cool, bang. No, but that was funny, because in the it was so funny, because, you know, they sort of like approached us with the whole, do you mind, you know, getting your kit off for the photo shoot? Yeah. And I thought they meant right now. Oh, so you just, I just did it there. Off you my didn't dress. go anywhere. You just dropped it off. <laughs> it was just like, it's like you click the fingers and you're like, bam, done. And I was like what hiding. hiding behind the board. Yeah, everyone was laughing because I was literally behind the board. And, and then, I was just standing there. The, you're in the middle of the room, just stood there, like hands on hips, just waiting. Like, when are we shooting this thing? What's like, going on? There are two types of people in the world, yeah, Alex, yes, and we, we yeah, literally yeah, yeah, are yeah. 
prime examples yeah. of that. That was so funny. I'm glad I did it though, because I felt because that's what's got in my head. I was like, hang on, if I'm going to do a show that's about encouraging people to be confident in their own bodies. Like, I yeah. need to do this and just stand, just do it. And actually, and I'm really glad that I did it. Lineups of naked yeah. people. I mean, it'd be rude not to. Yeah, it'd be rude and nude not to. Yeah, <laughs> I, was glad, I was glad that I, I did that. But a few things since we shot that show that yeah. I, I that it's helped me is like I I when I shot the show, I don't think I was in. I don't know what the word is, but I wasn't in my comfortable... I wasn't in my habits. I wasn't in my kind of happy place of, like, looking after my body where I wanted to be. It had been okay. a tough year and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you cope in different kind of ways, whatever. But I think us spending time together and doing the show, I was like, no, I want to get back into my fitness. I want to start loving myself a bit more. Because I yeah. think a lot of the time when you're in a place that so you're not in the best place uh-huh. and you're not looking after your body the way that you want to, it comes from a place of not actually being loving yourself and being yeah. kind to yourself so yeah. i found that that whole process like no i want to you know i want to be appreciative of my own body and then like, that was a positive cycle for me and like now x number of months down the line you know i've stopped drinking and i'm training as I, a lot of the conversations with you was a transition point for me really but how you... is it going because i remember when we were in the dressing room we spent a lot of time together yeah. and um you asked me a lot about the sobriety thing. Probably a thousand questions. Yeah, it was it was a lot. You're <laughs> <laughs> right, Alex. There's enough questions there. Um, but how is it going? Like, how have you found sort of like knocking it on the head? Well, it was an interesting. It was a really interesting time that we met because I at that point I was like gone through the ADHD diagnosis, diagnosis time. I'd, I'd, I'd realised that that prob- the alcohol probably doesn't help with that, and then no, there's all of sorts not. of things happening. But yeah. what I found interesting from when we were talking was like. I think my fear, and it's similar to a lot of people, is that because it's so ingrained in society, like how do you have fun? Can you go and do the same things? Yeah. Like, you just come back from Ibiza, wasn't it, at that uh-huh, time? Uh-huh, and you, uh-huh. you, you, I was like, what? You were out till three in the morning? What on? Six in the morning, what, baby. Uh, six in the morning. High, <laughs> high on life, and I, and I, I, and I think it was really inspiring to me. And you said, oh, you know, when I stopped drinking, the exercise, I enjoyed all the things that you love. You almost love more, and I yeah. think that for me. There was like a, a click in my head yeah. the other week because you thought you you said to Amanda, our makeup artist at the time, I think Alex is going to stop drinking. I did, I did say that, yeah. And I think that yeah. was the transition point. Well, you me. know, with it being ingrained in our society, one of the things that I think is really tough for people, even if they want to cut down, like not even if they want to stop completely, is that you've had a hard day, you know, you have a nightcap. It's your birthday, you celebrate. It's a wedding, you celebrate. It's been a stressful week maybe you remedy that. The social sides of work and living and meeting up with friends, it's all almost centred around alcohol. So you have to sort of find something else to centre it around. So for me, what I wanted to centre my enjoyment around was actually having a good time. So rather than it being gin, wine, vodka or beer, I thought, what am I going to bring to this conversation? How am I going to turn that around? And That's such an interesting. I've not heard someone say it like that. But you're right. It's like when you go, it's like okay, we're going to the pub. What are we drinking? What are we? What's the centre yeah. point of this? Whereas you're like, I want to actually enjoy this or get something out of this or put something into I, I, it. I try to orbit actual enjoyment, actual fun, actual sort of just like enrichment from things, getting experiences out of things rather than just consuming. So I think that's why it's been. I wouldn't say easy to not drink, but you know, it's been a few years, and also I commend you for publicizing it because when I stopped drinking I didn't tell anyone Mm. and even now I think it's obvious that I don't drink I don't like post about it or whatever it is but I've never been like guys I am you know teetotal I am nil alcohol because I always worry that 
You know, you set yourself up. You to fail almost. And then someone catches you with a yeah, glass of champagne yeah, sure. or something. So I think that actually holding yourself accountable is something that's really brave well, because I sort of tiptoed into it yeah. and then... I think there's two sides of it because a part of it I was like... Because the accountability is partly why I did it. But yeah. also it was like, I think... And I said it very clearly, I don't know. You tell me how long forever is, I'll tell you if I'm going to drink, not drink forever. You know, yeah, I don't know yeah. what the future holds. But right now, no, it's, that, it's that questioning of that relationship. But I do think the, yeah, I think it's different ways of looking, but I definitely think the accountability has helped because you also, accountability makes it sound negative, but it's like the positive sides. The number of people that have gone like, especially guys in Mastery going like, oh, do you know what? I, you know, I feel like as a guy, there is a lot of pressure to go and have a beer and, you know, all right, mate, what, what yeah. we have to drink, pint of beer, what do you want? Yeah, but like, like in, in this UK, well, the way that we love alcohol, like literally, my family, so I'm half Irish, mm -hmm. so you know, it's like a big drinking culture. And literally, when I, the first time I ever declined a drink, everybody, it was like, we went into a meltdown. Everyone was like, what's wrong? Why? Why are you not drinking? Why are you not drinking? And that sort of fear of having to explain yourself, yeah, yeah. it can put you off. It can be a bit peer pressure-y, so... All the assumptions, like someone I was chatting to a friend the other day, and she was saying that she went to a work, after work, social, whatever, yeah. and the boss said, what do you want to drink? She said, oh, like, I'll have a green tea, I'm not, I'm not drinking. And, and he said, I, what do you, are you pregnant? She said, no, I'm not pregnant, I'm not drinking. Yeah. And, and he said, well, I'm, I, we're in a pub, I'm not going to buy you either an alcoholic drink or I'm not buying anything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she sat there without a drink yeah. because the boss was like, I'm not... You're not coming to a pub and I'm not do, ordering. Do you know How crazy Do you know what's that? crazy sometimes, right? When I go out and I'm with like particularly pushy people and, and they'll be like, have a shot, have a shot, have a shot. <laughs> what I do is I, I take the shot and then on the three, two, one, I just throw it behind me. Like I am, you, I need to apologise so publicly. The, the guy behind you is smashing anyone the eyes, who yeah. has, st has stood behind me in a bar. I'm sorry for throwing sambuca in your face. Knowing my luck, it would be me. I've <laughs> stood there. And I really hate aniseed as well. So I'd be cursing you. I'd be like, Yinka. No, but I know what I now. Do. I if throw I, it. If we have a rap party and that happens, yep. I'm going to know who did it. I turn around, you'll be stood there like smiling. I know. Sorry. And you've got a Jaeger bomb right in your nose, right, like because right up I the just because sometimes people don't take no for an answer, and sometimes it can be uncomfortable. There's been many times when. I've just said, oh yeah, I'll have a gin and tonic or I'll have a Prosecco and it will sit there. Yeah. yeah. It'll just sit there. Or I get a sparkling water and ask them to put a lemon in it and it looks like alcohol. Mm. Like there's ways that you have to trick it and then you think this can't be healthy if I have to pretend yeah. that I'm drinking. And sometimes I, I question the whole, you know, things that are good for you, things that sort of like enrich you. When you tell people that you do it every day, like go to the gym, or work out or exercise or move your body or when you tell people that you don't like have alcohol or you don't eat meat or whatever mm. it is they'll be concerned but if you went to the pub every day if you never moved your body That's if so you true. did things that were typically unhealthy people don't really bat an eyelid and I sometimes think it's because fundamentally you have that in common so it's like... Do you think it's that enablement kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I think um, we won't obviously spend too much talking about this because there's so much I want to go into, but I would like to ask about the or kind of change you've made because I think we, without assuming, I think approached this in a similar sense. We, we kind of chose a different lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And the benefits of choosing that way. What, was that the reason that you stopped drinking? Was, it, was there a moment, was there, or was it like me, where it's kind of like, mm, the cumulative effect of this, I'd rather be um, sober? I think, for me, I one day just woke up with the worry that I wouldn't be able to have fun without alcohol. Mm. And I got really scared that the bubbly, confident, outgoing exhibitionist that everybody thinks I am comes from a bottle. 
and I wanted to challenge myself and see if I can still be that person and make changes to my lifestyle without changing who I am. If I could still go to the events that I go to, do the job that I do mm. without having this leg up or without having the Dutch courage. And I think the challenge turned into a new version of myself. And do you think now, sort of, if people asked you that question, do you need it? What would your answer be? Do you need alcohol to have fun? No. Yeah. But if you're boring, no, 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 I'm joking. No, no, you don't, you don't. But I think that I understand yeah. why a lot of people think that they do because when you don't have a drink at the end of a stressful work day, when you don't have a commiseration pint or a celebratory Prosecco, you're really left to deal with your feelings and it's really tough. And it's not the first month or the second month or the third month. It's a year later that you really start because you come down from the endorphin sure, sure. rush of not having alcohol yeah. and everything just gets really normal. Yeah. And then you start to realise... Well, I've heard people calling it al alcohol curious. Yeah. Almost that you've become sober so long, you're almost curious about yeah. the alcohol. Again, yeah. Which is, which is interesting. I guess that, that that's where... I wonder if that's where you kind of have to remind yourself, like, no, no, this is why These are the I reasons, like yeah. Like, yeah. You, you yeah. love your gym, don't you? You love oh, training. Oh, of course. You love your training, your weightlifting, yeah. I do. I'm injured at the moment, so actually stomping around with you is doing good yeah. for my cardio. Do you enjoy uh, a good stomp? Is it part of your day? Yes, I, I walk everywhere that I'm able to, mm. even if I've got an event or... Like, even I walked home from set sometimes when we yeah, were doing naked yeah, education. Yeah, you did. And it was a couple of miles. Um, if, if I can get somewhere in under an hour and a half walking, I would do it. That's commitment, that's, yeah, a proper, that's a proper walk, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. One of the things I've definitely enjoyed since starting this Stompcast is also like the different places that you can walk. So not, like, I like to have my routine and go in the same place, but yeah. I do like the idea that if you can walk somewhere new, like a new set or a new place, you never yeah. know what you're gonna see. You don't know what you're gonna see. And also taking that time to actually walk at the pace that humans are meant to travel. Is um, that fast for you? No, like, as in, if you're not in a car, if you're not on a <laughs> yeah, bus sure, or a plane, where you're zooming yeah. along. Like, this, is, this is sort of like the speed in which we're meant to be rocking around, right? So walking somewhere, I think you get to experience the world in, in more of a pure way. It's very true, isn't it? You kind of like, you have the time to kind of look around and take it all in. Are yeah. you, a, are you a, a music, podcast or nothing kind of person walking? Do you have, do you have anything on in the Oh, ears? podcast. Podcasts Music well. sometimes, yeah. but podcasts, audiobooks. Audiobooks. As well. I, I like to, I'm quite nosy, so I like to eavesdrop on conversations. Yeah. Um, so if people are walking in front of me, I will keep my headphones on and just mute them. Do you? Do you mute and them? And have a little listen. So, you, you know. Like these two are having an interesting little dialogue. Here. Be That's careful nice what you're talking about on Waterloo Bridge because I'm coming. And you'll either, you'll either have you uh, eavesdropping in or chucking a Zambuca on you as you want to die. Like, <laughs> I'm a menace, so, basically. Yeah, causing chaos, <laughs> causing absolute chaos. Well, no, listen, I mean, back to naked education for a moment because I think yeah. um, what, I, what I'm excited to see, I think the knock on effect around people questioning. Because, first of all, I think what people often do with this kind of thing is the kind of shock horror of, oh my God, showing children naked bodies yeah. and then I think I hope that we'll get to the point where with the show people will kind of question their own assumptions also Hopefully. their own uncomfortableness because I think one of the things yeah you know, you know speaking of Dutch courage I definitely could at certain points think I needed a Dutch courage <laughs> to stand into this but I think it, there is something inherently that we're awkward about as Brits around sex and nudity because oh, it's such yeah. an odd thing because let's be honest we are all naked right you're naked you wear yep. clothes but you are naked all yep. the time and Everyone or most people have sex. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. So 
why are we so uncomfortable about it? And I know. It, it's odd, isn't it? We're so uncomfortable about it. And I, I, but that's what I really hope with the show. We kind of break that down a bit because the rest of Europe is definitely a bit more chill about it than we yeah, are. Yeah, and a bit, a bit more, I guess, open or maybe casual in their, in their approach to things. Do you think that it will make people sort of... I mean, the way that you present yourself is definitely as a human being, like, like a real like, life human with sort of everything that you post, but do you think it will make people sort of see you differently to be part of a project like this? I wonder, it's a good, quite, that's a good question, I guess. Um, well, I hope, I mean, a lot of, the thing is, is I, I know, and the good thing is, if people are kind of like, oh gosh, this is, what are you doing showing this show? Mm-hmm. I have seen going out there from speaking to all the children I've visited around the whole of the UK, yep. to the experts, to the data, yep. that, we're, that we have a big issue and it is getting worse. Yeah. And so the current status quo, what we're doing right now, isn't working. And no. that's the fundamental issue. So we have to try and do something different. So I hope that people will kind of see the show and, for, uh, you know, and, and realise like we're, we are trying to make a difference, which I know sounds a bit cliche but that's what we're trying to do sometimes you have to go let's go sometimes you have to go a little bit nuclear with stuff don't you to kind of raise the awareness like, so yeah, to like give a it big the, bang to have an opportunity excuse the pun um, <laughs> to have an opportunity to show people like this is what the problem is this is the issue yeah like what do you want to do to try and fix it i guess yeah yeah and i, I think that like it also hopefully will encourage that openness that conversation mm. that sort of dialogue around what is arguably some of the most natural bits and actions and all of that sort of stuff that exist within our yeah. our human experience. I think that, you know, it's, it's so funny because if you're listening to this episode of, of your Stompcast, not having watched it, we're probably bigging it up loads yeah. and being like, rah, and then you watch it and it's like this cool show <laughs> where we're, we're doing cool things. Like, I know. It's actually quite cool. But yeah. it's actually really warm as mm. well. I think one of the things that, as somebody who works professionally as a broadcaster, um, one of the things that I loved, and I don't say that lightly, about filming was meeting the kids, the contributors, meeting our lineups, yeah. like working on something that I think, hope and want to make a difference, but also it having that quirky, different kind of, I wouldn't say edgy, but I'd say quippy thing that yeah. gets me going as like a presenter. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes like, I think having something that you generally care about and like, in terms of anyone's lives, I think having passion and having something you you generally feel this purpose to is an amazing yeah. thing. Because like we've all done TV things where you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I feel this is. No, yeah, I always do things I generally oh, believe yeah, in, yeah, but you yeah, don't like, yeah. oh, I don't feel like the same level of passion as this. I'm yeah, like, we stood there filming. I remember certain moments where I don't know one of the kids said something, or one of the yeah. you know one of the, one of the lineup turned around and said, do you know what? And they said something powerful. Yeah. We looked at each other and was like, wow, this is... This is a moment, this is a moment. This is the reason. And some, even some of the cameramen, I could see, like, tears in their eyes. Like, these yeah. are, like, guys, yeah. like, traditional guys yeah. who are, like, kind of moved by it. And they see... You imagine what cameramen see in day-to-day basis. They've seen it all, I haven't know, they? I know, I know. Although I wonder how often they've seen naked bodies, <laughs> like, like, like that. It's just all the seen, bums. They've seen it all, But do you, you know? do you feel like, you know, hosting a show like this and being part of, like, that presenter team, that you have to have your stuff together? Because that's one of the things that... I Great sort of question. worry about, you know, when Great when question. I think about it coming out and then I go through my own Instagram yeah. and I think, all Great right, question. am I worthy of hosting? Because I feel like yeah. it's a big deal. So I think, am I worthy of hosting like something like this? Am I 
in my every this, this is what I mean it's changed my life like this one season because I think am, am I showing what I want to show based on the work that we've done yeah. that I feel very passionate about well it's like it's kind of you know we said it there when we sat I remember we sat in a dressing one day and we were like it's odd because when you actually think about it as soon as you go on your instagram yeah and you go on stories and you swipe across once and you put oslo on or whatever it is uh-huh, uh-huh. you have filtered your photo yeah and it is you know I'd, I'd love to speak to anyone on instagram that hasn't ever edited anything on their photos mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. and i think I'd, what i want us to do and i hope people will approach this is with an open mind of realizing look we've all been into this trap yeah. of the pressures and like we've all i grew up without education around sex probably the first nudity i ever saw was on porn realistically like yeah, yeah. i'm part of this world i'm not like removed as like some like come we haven't landed down onto the earth no. as angels to kind of and say here yeah, here's <laughs> how the, the and i should live yeah. your lives you know it's kind of it's good for us all to step back and you're right i think i have and i think that point around the self Honestly, the self-love, the appreciation of my own body, like gratification yeah. of my own body, I've got so much better since we filmed that show at that stuff. I mean, do you, do you find yourself, are you, I mean, it's difficult to say, do you love your own body? I think we all have hang-ups and whatever, but do you, are you, do you feel confident in your body? Did the show make you more or less confident or did that have a difference at all? I, I, I think it's a journey. I think that I am probably the most at peace with, with who mm-hmm. I am and how I look, how I present, than I have ever been before. I think that comes with age and maturity. I also think it comes with experiencing different things at work as well, and then applying that to who I am as a person. Obviously, I go to the gym very often, and I try to eat super balanced, and you know, we spoke about the alcohol thing, and sort of like living what is, I guess, easily described as like a clean lifestyle. So if I did all of those things and I still wasn't pleased, then the issue is deeper than rap, you know? So it's like I I try to know that if I go to the gym and I have a great session or an okay session or a meaty session, I went and I moved my body and that is a blessing in itself. I love that you keep saying move your body, by the way, because not enough people say that. (laughs) Because exercise becomes weaponized a lot with movement. It's just, just move your body. If you move your body, you've won. You're literally winning. Do you know what? I I learned to love the gym when I remembered how much I loved running as a kid. I mean, playing he, stuck in the mud, 40-40, whatever it might be, hide and seek. It was just you running around. I was terrible at hide and seek because I'm so gangly and tall. I couldn't hide anywhere. That's the problem. <laughs> well, there's Alex. <laughs> there's Alex. Yeah, he's behind that tree. Yeah, sticking out like. Hi. You're meant to hide, brother. Yeah, I'm not. No, but, you know, you know, like. I just, I just feel like if I'm able to move my body, if I'm able yeah. to, you know, eat food that satisfies mm. and nourishes and all these sort of things, the exterior reflects what's inside. But if I'm able to practice gratitude and look after myself, look after my mind, look after who I am, then the exterior starts to reflect that. You know, I, I, I never took pictures before in terms of a makeover, before I started trying to live healthily till now. But when I do look at photos of myself, I'd say like five years ago, four years ago till now, my weight is marginally different. I mean, I've got a different hair colour and you know, a few more freckles and a lot more tattoos. But actually, I look like a different person 
because of the lifestyle that I've chosen to yeah, live. I completely Because of you. the gratitude and so it's sort of intrinsically like different, but yeah. you can see the extrinsic difference. Like I show people this pictures of myself. Here, by the way. Don't stack it here. Oh my god! Oh. you've got the boots on here. So I I'm do holding have the, on to you. You're, you're hanging on to dear you. life. You're, you're pretending that you're saving me. <laughs> I'm legit. But really, on to you. I'm supporting. If I was going down, <laughs> though, you were going to have to stay strong. Now. <laughs> we were testing your squats there. You'd have, if I'd have gone down, you'd have to hold on. To I me. feel like I can squat heavier than you, but it's fine. You probably can. You probably can. In fact, I'm certain you can. I show people pictures and. And I look like a different person. Like, I, I just yeah. look different. And it isn't, you know, a drastic well, you showed weight me loss when, or when, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, it wasn't even that. You showed, when, we were in the show, in the, um, when we were doing the show, you showed yeah. me a picture and you said, I mean, you weren't talking about how you looked as a whole. You said, to look at my eyes. Yeah. How much clearer and lit up you were and now versus then. And that's where I try to find yeah. the appreciation. And yeah. I think if we focus on what lipstick you're wearing and if your dress is nice and you, if you've got a flat stomach, then that's not the no, point. No, 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 It's the fact that, you know, you know, it, into my 30s, I feel so much better than I did when I was in my 20s. Yeah, I, get, I literally, know, it, that's how that's, I feel. That's right the, that's you know, that's the thing. And also, you know, I've learned that like, if you like eat healthily and sort of like, you know, try and at least get the, the, the gears moving, you look really young, man. Yeah, yeah, Because people sure. think I'm like 18. Do you you're know when we you're annoyingly young looking. <laughs> <laughs> you're like 25. It's so funny. When we did the, um, I, I met the kids before, yeah. before They we thought you filming. were one of them. They, they thought I was one of the kids. They're like, oh, where's your mum? I was like, what are you talking about? I'm the host. <laughs> Do you know what? I, that would have made my year if someone had said that to me. I did. Like, I, I was did. so happy about that. Instead of the, the Addy Lee home, I, I floated on a cloud. Yeah, you literally were. You were I bet you were so... I bet you've told everyone that story. Everyone. Yeah, like, and, now, and now I, I can tell you. everyone again. That story will never get old, Alex. No, it's never get old. Never <laughs> get old. Right, guys, we'll come to the end of part one of the, of the Stompcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the Stomp. Stick around. Part two, where I'm going to be explaining why Inka is very much like an onion. Not that she makes you cry. <laughs> she has very many layers. So we'll come to that in part two. See you soon. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com